Hola, ni hao, ciao, hi, bonjour, salve, hello. Hello, I'm your host, Madison Pfluger, and welcome to the Study Abroad Files. We made it, woo! Heck yeah! Yes, I did just clap alone in my bedroom, but it's fine, it's fine, because we are here for the first ever Study Abroad Files podcast, and I'm so excited to be your host. Uh, my name's Madison Pfluger, and this is it, this is the first one, so... I wanted to talk about like why I'm here, like what's happening, all that's going on, and so I'm not like any professional in podcasting. I mean, I'm using a USB microphone and GarageBand to edit this, but and I'm also not any form of travel expert or whatever. I've traveled outside the country before um, a few times. I've gone with family on trips and stuff, but I've never really done it on my own, and I've never studied abroad. I'm studying abroad, and actually, um, well... (laughs) Holy shit, it's past midnight, so guess who's studying abroad? Technically starting tomorrow. Um, yeah, I leave tomorrow for... Ready for it? Choping, Sweden. Now, I have a very different location, I think, than a lot of people. But, like, I wanted to pick something that was kind of different to my climate because I go to school at UCF in Florida. And I wanted something like colder and not somewhere I'd been before. So, and I also got to do both my majors. So I made a decision kind of based off of those things. But that's kind of something I want to talk about while I'm here. Because for listeners who are not my parents or my friends, and actually might be tuning in to learn, I may not know how to perfectly do everything, but I wanted to get my voice heard and my experience out there because there really isn't anything specific that tells you how to do any of these things. Like... How do you apply for schools and pick a location like I did? Or um, really packing for four to five months, which I still haven't done. and Or really any part of this. Like, I, I had to Google so many things on how to apply for my student resident permit or for other places, visas. There's just so many things that are, are really not expressed to you before you sign up to do this. And I mean, I just kind of wanted to be that person to show you my experience and um, try to help you on a different scale. And the only thing I really could find from other people who have been in my position are people who have blogged, which, like, great, you and your grandma are going to read your blog over and over again until one of you dies, which one I don't know. That's great, but it doesn't really, it really just kind of just shows your experience and it's not very, it's not on a large scale. There's really nobody telling you, okay, this is what I did and maybe that was a mistake or maybe that was great. Instead of learning about what is good and what is bad, we're learning about their successes, which isn't exactly helpful when you're about to go abroad. You don't really see people talking about, like, what's what they did wrong, I guess, is my point. You don't see, like, what you need to do specifically to do better than what they did. And that's kind of what I want to be for this podcast, is like, if I mess up, I want to tell you about it so you don't do that. Or if I do something really smart and I realized it, let it happen. So I, I guess it's just showing my experiences so you guys can be seeing it from more of a real life perspective than just like a blog where I tell you about this amazing baguette I got. (laughs) Instead, I decided I'm gonna make a podcast. Great, so my grandma can't even listen to it because she doesn't know how to play it. Woohoo! How cool am I? (laughs) No, but I mean, I figured the podcast, I could have a little bit more character. I'm I'm better at speaking sometimes than I am at writing. (laughs) And you can ask my little, she judges me on my tweets about every other fucking day. But... (laughs) Um, seriously guys, I just wanted to show a real life perspective on like what it's like to study abroad and how I took on my program specifically. And I mean, I want to try to help 
along the way on other programs, but I'm really going to be talking a lot about Sweden, just because, I mean, that's what I'm doing, so. Does that make sense? I, okay, you can't respond, so I'm just going to go with, yeah, good job, ha! <laughs> Uh, For this episode, I'm honestly going to go through my journey of trying to figure out what to pack, as well as tips that I've gathered through um, multiple Google Google searches. And uh, the second half, I'm interviewing my friend Peyton, who actually studied abroad in Australia. She studied abroad last semester in, well, spring semester, and she absolutely loved it. And I got, it was not a great interview on my end. She did a great job of answering things, but I am not used to trying to interview and trying to talk to people so plus it was over the phone so it was a little rough but take it easy on me she did great um I sounded like nails on chalkboard but we'll get through it together so without further ado let's go on to the first part of the podcast oh quick thing if you want a sponsored podcast please let me email me or go on my website of studyabroadfiles.com or studyabroadfiles at gmail.com. Thanks. Okay, fam. It is almost 2 in the morning here. I leave not tomorrow, technically today, but the next day at 5 p.m. And I've packed literally nothing. So um, don't be me. Do not do this because this was very stupid and I... Really, um, I'm normally very good about packing and doing different things like really, really in advance just to make sure I have everything done. But for some reason, this trip hasn't felt real to me yet. And um, it finally hit me like tonight and I drank a glass of wine. And by drink, I mean gulped a glass of wine down. And I wrote down everything like time-wise, like what I had to do when I had to pack. Um, Not when I had to pack. I definitely still have not done that. But uh, timing-wise, like when I flew in, what time it is here, what time it is in Stockholm, what time it is in Dusseldorf when I get to Dusseldorf. It's just, it's a whole mess that I like wanted to make sure I had perfectly lined up. I also figured out like how long it took to Uber from X to Y and going from uh, like the school picking me up for like a thing. Either way, that's been my adventure today and I still have avoided packing some fucking way. But I mean, in my defense, how do you pack for in my case, four and a half months of my life, I've never had to do that. Even when I went to college, I am originally from Denver, Colorado. And when I moved to Florida, I packed everything I pretty much owned into my car. And then I bought whatever else I needed when I got to Florida. So it's a little bit different because the things that I take to Sweden, like I can only bring back in my suitcase. I don't have a full car to just fill up and do whatever. And I mean, Wherever you're going to end up going, or if you don't end up going, you're just listening to this to hear my sad, pathetic soul. It, it's going to be different, and it's not... I, But I am kind of taking the same method, I guess, to it. Because what my plan is, is to take my suitcase, fill it with the majority clothes and shoes. Um, Technology-wise, I mean, I'm bringing my microphone and my phone and my laptop and stuff for school, obviously. But I'm not really bringing much else. But, like, why I'm not bringing anything else is not because, like, I don't have the space or I want don't want to buy more luggage, which is also true. I do not want to have to have too much luggage and carry it around like an imbecile. But you also kind of have to think, okay, well, what's disposable? What is something that I can probably buy there? So, like, things like bedding and, like, um, 
I, even my hair dryer and stuff like that, I can honestly get there. I can get something cheap and live with it for four and a half months and be okay with it. So like, it's just easier. Plus, with anything technology-wise, you're gonna have to use a converter anyway because you're in another country and then, of course, why would the world have the same plugs everywhere? Like, what, what good would that be? Of course, so uh, for me, I have two converters which is great. I mean, I only had one and then my best friend ended up giving me one for my birthday. So now I have two. Great. Woo. But, um, what is that going to do? Charge my phone and my laptop and then I have to go straighten my hair and I can't do one of the, one of those two. Like that kind of sucks when I could just go to the local, whatever, not, there's obviously not like targets and Walmarts and whatever, but they have to have some sort of store to go get those things. And it just would be easier for me. The other half of that is then I don't have to do laundry, like, all the fucking time. Like, on some of the sites that I was looking up saying, oh, if this is how much of this you should bring, this is how much of that, there was, like, one site that was, like, oh, take, like, five or six pairs of pants, maybe a week's worth if you're, like, not good at doing laundry. Bitch, how often do you do laundry? Because me, personally, it's, like, two, three weeks, usually, before I do laundry, and that's on a good month. So <laughs> I wouldn't specifically want more stuff I'd want more clothes just so I don't have to do my laundry I don't want to bring five pairs of pants I probably want to bring like well pretty much every pair of pants that will fit into my suitcase I'm probably bringing <laughs> and I mean maybe that's a mistake and maybe people are going to be like judging me on that but I don't like doing laundry and I have the room in my suitcase why the fuck not you know but again this is a learning process so we're going to find out if I'm doing the right thing or not it's fine so yeah, that's my suggestion for packing at least your suitcase. Shoes and clothes are pretty much going to fill up my entire suitcase. And I'm going to slip in a few other things, I guess. Like, um, I know I brought a, f I'm, I have a flag that I got that I want to hang up in my room. Or like something like, to like remind you of home maybe. If you want to bring like, I don't know, pictures or something. But something small, obviously, that's like useful. But like, not too much waste of space. Now, packing, like, your backpack is actually a totally different story. I fill my backpack with the most random shit every time. I always bring a game of Sudoku because, you know, if all else fails, there's that. Um, I always load up my phone with whatever I can download. I used to buy, like, iTunes, like, movies and TV shows. Now that Netflix, you can download stuff, I just download a Netflix movie and make it, like, life so much easier. And then, um... I fit my laptop in there if I can. Sometimes, for me, I'll edit or something, but if you have something else you can do, or if your flight has internet or whatever, it's always a good thing to have. Otherwise, um, in your backpack, I 100% suggest this. After I did this last time, I just, I, I would never, I'm never going back. I took a pair of leggings, a t-shirt, and then a pair of socks, and I rolled my t-shirt and my pair of pants into these, this pair of socks, and it was not as easy as it looked in the BuzzFeed video, but I did end up getting it to work with a bigger pair of socks. So, like, if I ended up having, um, like, an issue with my bag or something, and my bag didn't get to the location I was going to, I'd have at least something else to wear. So, I got, with that, I also put, like, underwear and a bra, but, like, if you're a dude, obviously you don't need a bra, but... Everyone needs underwear. Anyway, <laughs> um, these are the good things to, like, throw in your backpack just be in case. Like, worst case scenario. Like, last time, I just I just got back from Denver last week. 
never, never had a problem. I've never lost my bag, I don't think, ever. And if I did, I was so young, my parents had to deal with it anyway. And um, I had that in my backpack, and I took it out, and I kind of laughed, but, like, I'm so glad. Like, I don't know what I would have done without it. Like, I'd go to Walmart and buy an ugly-ass outfit for, like, $15 and waste more money? No, thank you. But anyway, back to backpack. Um, definitely have the clothes in your backpack, but what else can you need? Um, well, if you take any medications, definitely, definitely, definitely put that in your backpack and not in your checked-in suitcase because... I feel like that's a very common thing that people do and people forget to take their medications because, like, it's a different timing-wise. Like, I'm going to be on a flight for eight hours, three-hour layover, and then two more hours. And I specifically take some medication. So if I need to take my one medication at 7 p.m. every night and I don't take it because I'm on a flight, like, who knows what's going to happen. Obviously, in my case, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal, but some people it might actually matter. I'd also definitely try to get money in um, your, like, country's currency. So I'm actually very lucky my parents did this for me, but I actually know how to do it too, so it's all good. Don't worry. I'm somewhat experienced. My parents ended up getting me um, Krona, which I think is how you pronounce it. I'm so bad at pronouncing things, like, for a second. Like, let's just go off the chain for a second. I literally couldn't say the city Yan Choping, which I still don't think I'm saying right correctly for like months until somebody I said it like John Coping like it's spelt in like the English language that's how you would pronounce it until somebody corrected me at the meeting like months later I have been calling it John Coping for like months before I was corrected so like my mom the other day I was talking about the currency and whatever and I kept calling it corona like the fucking beer because I'm a college student, and of course, my brain goes, beer. Huh. I don't even drink beer. But for some reason, I thought that they were the same thing. End of the day, I literally suck at pronouncing things. So, dear God, please, Mother Mary, like, don't let me fuck up the European, like, languages and different places and saying all the things all the time. Like, a few times, okay, whatever, but please, just a couple of the times, just let me just randomly pronounce something right. That would be great. Thank you. Amen. Um, but back to the backpack and your currency. Definitely get currency out so you can have something to take from, like, and just in case, and just in case something happens, you know, like, if your credit cards get declined, which also, by the way, make sure to call your credit card companies because, and tell them you're going abroad, because, They'll just just shut off when they think they're stolen, which I get, whatever, safety, but, like, God, it's a pain in the ass when it happens. My parents, I remember it happened to us at one point um, during one of our trips. I think we were in France or something. I'm not honestly sure. It was a while ago by, at this point, but I just remember it being my dad getting stressed out. It's just, it's not worth it. But, anyway, cash on you. Very, very good to have. Um, I'd say to at least have enough for a meal and a taxi ride. It's kind of fair because then you can get from the airport to your hotel and get Wi-Fi to call the United States and get your phone fixed. Or not your phone, sorry, your credit card fixed. So, I mean, just something so you have a little bit of, like, room to, like, wiggle room. And um, the way you get currency if you're not, like, in that country already, which you can just wait till you get to the country, but it might be easier if you go to your bank and say, hey, I need to get this amount of, um, for me, Krona, and for you, wherever you're going, um, 
out for my trip, can I do that? And they might have to do a special order, but usually they have what you need. So, um, I do know a lot of people who are actually getting, well, not a lot of people. I know people in my, um, study abroad group, which hopefully you'll get to meet some of them soon. Um, they are actually waiting till they get there, probably just waiting till they see an ATM in the airport or something and getting cash out then. But end of the day, everyone should get cash out. Very good to have in your backpack just so it's on you. And oh gosh, I just spilled my water. Um, it's good to have on you and everything, you know? Um, besides that, yeah, little, those are like bigger things that you need to definitely have. Um, I specifically bring like an eye mask just because like I don't sleep well on planes. Like I'm thinking people are staring at me or some weird shit. So like I just rather have that. Um, I always have my headphones obviously because who wants to be listening to that like <sighs> all the whole fucking time on the plane. You know what I'm talking about? The plane noise. There's a plane noise. Okay. But yeah, the air pressure plane noise thing just I hate it. So like headphones blaring my music. Much, much more relaxing. Um, plus if you're watching shows and stuff, like, you don't want to be annoying and, like, bother your neighbor. So, unless you know your neighbor. And then you can bother him. Whatever. <laughs> um, I also tend to bring, like, a book, um, along with my Sudoku. So I, like, I, cause I get bored really easily from things I'm doing. So if, like, I get over playing my Candy Crush, listening to my music, trying to sleep, and everything else, I have a book, I have something else to do at all times. Um, other people bring, like, Game Boys and stuff, too, which I think is good. I specifically don't really own one or play video games all that much, so not exactly useful for me, but, you know, you do you, live your life, you can do the, you can do the best you can do. Um, trying to, I'm literally looking at my backpack right now to see what else I have in here. Um, I have my editing equipment, I have, like I said, my money, my medications, um, I have a journal, because if you ever, like, have something happen, like, this is where a blog is useful. Because you can, like, document it. But really, you're the only one who's going to read it. So why don't you just make it a fucking diary? <laughs> um, I'm actually also making a blog to, um, you know, go against everything I pretty much have said recently. But, end of the day. If you want to check out my blog, too, that'll be on my website. Cool. Um, I have my glasses in here in case um, I need that. I have a hairbrush and um, hair tie, which kind of goes along with the clothes thing. Just to, like, freshen up. Um, I usually bring my makeup, too, just to, like, have something else, but, yeah, that's kind of, that's usually, like, what I pack in my backpack is more practical things, with also having everything that I could possibly ever need to entertain myself, and, um, the dire necessities, like, money and medication. So, yeah, that's kind of my only, like, tips for packing, honestly, is suitcase, everything will be clothes and shoes, and then backpack is all your random other shit. Alright, well, I guess this is kind of the end of the part one of the podcast, but the second part will be interviewing my friend Peyton. It is a phone interview, so it is a little, um, the quality is not as good, but you can understand what she's saying, and uh, as I said before to you, I was not the best interviewer in this situation, so give me a minute. This is, again, the first podcast. I was getting used to everything and how everything was working, so um, without further ado, let's get on to the phone interview. Hey guys, and we're back with my friend Peyton. Um, she's actually one of the first friends I made over at UCS. And, you know, welcome back, UCS Day 1, buddy. Yay! Um, we're doing a phone interview right now because Peyton, I'm actually lucky to know, because she traveled and studied abroad last year in Australia. All right, so, I mean, I told you already before, um, 
Okay, so I have a few questions here and there. Some are serious, some are more fun. But um, let's start with, like, what made you choose Australia? What was, like, was there any hardships in making that decision? Or um, did you want to go somewhere else? Or was it kind of, like, what you wanted to do? Well, I've always been a big traveler. So I've always had this massive bucket list of countries that I've wanted to visit. Um, Australia was one of them. Originally, um, I had planned to do something with Spain um, because I'm a Spanish minor and I wanted to improve my language skills. But then when I saw that UCF had an exchange program for Australia and it was political science, which is my major, I thought it fit even better. Australia had always been one of the top places on my bucket list. So um, other than the minor inconvenience of not um, getting to work on my language skills right away, um, Australia was definitely top choice and I have no regrets going there at all. That's awesome. That that is really cool. It does suck that you couldn't really pull in a language portion of it, but at the end of the day, like you thought a really, really cool experience, like going abroad and like the culture had to be different anyway. I mean like um was there any like noticeably big different like cultural differences or like weird Australian strength slang or anything? Um, there's a lot of really interesting animals that have very like Impronounceable names and cities as well. Like you have like Yukaburra, Wollongong, um, very strange names. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so there was a bit of a, a Wollongong <laughs> and then Wagga Wagga um, was yeah. another town. Yeah, so there was still a bit of a language learning, I guess you could say, when I went there. Um, but other than that, culturally, Australia is a lot more laid back than America is. Okay. You know, America is very obsessed with work, school, and everyone's just so obsessed with, like, scheduling and, like, doesn't really take a lot of time out of their schedules, I guess, to have fun, where Australia is the exact opposite. Um, they were very laid back. They understood when things happened. Um, they're very much like, hey, I understand, like, school is not your life. That's okay. Um, they're just very, very flexible about stuff. Um, like I said, just not obsessed with work like we are in America. So they're a lot more chill, um, seem to have a lot more fun than we do. It's actually kind of like, it's almost like the stereotypical, um, Australian surfer vibe that you like kind of think of when you think of Australia, at least I do, where it's like, they're more relaxed, like, hey, dude, what's up? Like, you know, um... Wait, do people actually say mate there? Is that, like, a thing, or is that just, like, a very TV mate? Yes, yeah, people actually do say mate there, and they also tend to make fun of Americans if we try to say it, because we just sound so American when we do it. Literally. Yeah, because we're like, hey, mate, and they're like, that's not how you say it. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, it's definitely, definitely something that they use quite often, um, a lot of very interesting language barriers. Wow. Yeah, and you wouldn't think about it because they do speak English, but that's awesome. Um, okay, cycling back a little bit. But before you went, did you, like, plan on certain things you wanted to see? And, like, how were, like, did you need, like, a visa? Or how was the process of becoming, like, an abroad student for you? Yeah, so it was a bit lengthy, but definitely worth it. So um, I wouldn't let paperwork ever inhibit going on an experience like this. But basically, um, I had to at first apply to UCS, um, the specific program I wanted. 
And then once I got accepted there, I had to apply to the university as an exchange student. And then after I got accepted to the university as an exchange student, I then had to get an exchange student visa, um, which that took like a day or so to get approved. So that was it only, a wait, wait, wait. It only took a day? To get the visa approved, yes. Um, the paperwork and, like, the acceptance of the application was a lot longer than that, actually. Um, but Australia is actually pretty well known for how quickly they tend to approve visas. Um, I know people who applied for, like, work visas over there, for example, and were, like, literally approved in a day, and then they showed up in the country the very next day, and it was fine. <laughs> I can't believe that. Literally with Sweden, because like I'm so I'm going through that process now. I recently just got my visa approved and I applied like months ago and it took like forever. They had asked me certain things. They kept coming back to me saying I didn't have something correct. And then like it, I, it was so you can't get a hold of them because like the time difference. I just keep like a day is all it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's it. Yeah. Wow. The thing is, you do need um, a visa to enter the country for anything, I'm pretty sure, because my mom came over to visit for a week, and she had to get a visa even just to go for a week. So you do have to get a visa for, like, literally everything, but when it's so quick, um, it's still a pretty simple process. It's pricey. Their visas are very pricey, but it's simple. Well, at least that's good in that sense. Like... Ours, it wasn't super expensive or anything, but it was, it's just so lengthy and so difficult to get. So at least it's like, like easier. It is weird yeah. that my mom needed one for a week. So that's yeah. for sure. But oh, that's really awesome. Um, now kind of explain to me like your school life. Like how is it different from American schooling and how is it similar? Cause I know you're poly sci major. I mean, you're learning a lot of American like legal things and like, political like you think of like more like government-based type information is that like different for what they learn in Australia or did you find that different um they in their political science program had like a mix of things some of them were local to Australia where others were more on the international realm um I took national security which revolved a lot around Australian national security um, and then international relations, which is more abroad, um, identity politics and public policy, um, which was related to Australian politics, but we did get to talk about, um, like, other countries' policies as well. And then um, indigenous politics in the state, which was a really interesting one because, um, obviously, we don't have, you know, like, Aboriginal Australians over in America. So we were specifically learning about like Aboriginal Australians in that class and how um, their lives had been affected by the statehood and the government coming in, um, the British invasion taking over and everything. And that's something that we never would have gotten to learn anywhere in America in any classes. So I thought that was really cool. That is Um, really neat. Yeah. Um, And then as far as classes go, again, they're a lot more flexible and chill about things. Um, the way it works there is um, for poli and I think most other majors as well, um, they would always have, like, one lecture and then, like, a tutorial as well. And all the lectures were recorded, so attendance wasn't mandatory to those at all. Um, the only... Yeah, um, the only things that were mandatory were the tutorials, which was a particular time every week. Um, I think those were usually, like, an hour, hour and a half or so, um, they took attendance, but, um, 
usually they were pretty flexible. Like if someone had work or something, they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, you can just miss and turn in a makeup assignment where America, like, you know, like everything is kind of expected to revolve around school. So if you have work um, in place of your class time, like you're going to get marked absent. No, it's oh, fans yeah. or butts about it. Yeah. So um, it was really fun. Um, the two, the lectures, even though attendance wasn't mandatory, I still went anyway. Um, I was like maybe one of five people total in like all of my lectures that would actually go. And then, oh, yeah. um, and then our tutorials were um, like smaller based classes. So there'd be about 20 people or so. And I really liked um, the tutorials because it was basically just, like, discussing the material. And it was, like, more so people bouncing ideas off one another and kind of learning from each other rather than someone just, like, sitting and reading off PowerPoints the entire hour or so. And that's, like, the type of learning, at least for me, that I've always liked more than I've liked lectures. Because, like, lectures, you can listen to something, but you can zone out and, like, not really hear what's going on and not really care. Whereas, like, if you're forced to be, not forced, but, like, if you're in the discussion, it, like, you're kind of, like, more engaged, and so you actually kind of learn better. So that's actually a really good thing that they, like, kind of make you do. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot better, personally. And then if you're going to the lectures and you zone out or miss something, it's recorded, so you can go back and listen to what you missed. And then um, as far as the political science department goes, Um, They usually only had, like, two or three major assignments throughout the entire semester. So I would only have to turn something in about every six weeks or so. Um, I know other majors weren't that way. Um, I had some friends that were, like, doing tourism, and they were more, um, like, turning assignments in constantly. Um, But for political science, yeah, I think for each of my classes, I turned in three assignments each, and that was it for the entire semester. And that's a very consistent thing I've actually heard with other um, schools and not just in Australia and other countries and stuff. Like my friend uh, went to Dublin as well, and she was telling me kind of similar stuff where she's like, I didn't really have homework. I just had, she had uh, an exam, like two exams, and that was her whole semester, which is like crazy. And like for, I mean, from coming from the American schooling system where we're used to like, I have a home, two homework assignments due in a week, and like they wouldn't have homework at all. Like... <laughs> It's kind of, like, yeah. it's a little different like that. Um, yeah. And mine, um, for political science, um, it was usually papers as well. I actually, during my entire time over in Australia, only had one test, and yeah. it was a final um, at the end of the semester. It was the only final I had, actually, like, as far as a test goes. Um, and then the other ones were just papers that I turned in when they were ready. And personally, I like that a lot. Um, I've always liked researching and writing and everything. So I felt like instead of just, like, trying to do something really quickly a couple days before, the night before, I actually had time to, like, research and really, like, put forth effort to make sure what I was writing was good instead of just kind of doing it last minute and turning something in for the sake of turning something in. So I guess that laid-back, like, style actually worked really well in your favor because it gave you time to really understand and like thoroughly go through the material because I mean I feel like for some people that may not be as good because they would slack off and just like bullshit their way you know but like in your case it didn't you didn't do that you ended up actually doing really well because of that type of um yeah exactly and I know (laughs) a lot of people still who were very busy I mean I definitely was because I was an exchange student so I was traveling almost every single weekend 
So it's not like I was like constantly spending time doing schoolwork. Like I definitely had other things and I still felt like I did a lot better in that system. Okay. Um, going on with that, was yours a, for like, I know for me, I'm, a, I'm on a pass fail system. Were you on a pass fail as well? No. Oh. Which was one disadvantage. Um, our grades actually did count. That was specific to, I believe, the political science department at UCF. Oh, um, but luckily for me, I still passed with a 3.5. So all good. Wow. Got two A's, well, two B's. It's pretty exciting. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, proud of you. Good moment. Um, I hope my grades stay like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but continuing on, I mean, um, what was your favorite memory from abroad? Like, if you had to pick any one thing that you did, what was the coolest thing you did and why and who were you with? And I want every detail, everything. Um, My favorite, I mean, I traveled, like I said, I traveled every single weekend, saw basically everything to see in Australia. So I loved everything. But um, my absolute favorite probably had to be our trip to Uluru. Um, So Uluru is basically in the middle of the outback. It's literally um, the very center of Australia, right in the middle of the desert. Um, And it's just this giant sacred, like, rock mountain, um, which was, like, sacred to the indigenous people. So we had um, me and three other friends traveled um, to Uluru on one of our school weekends. I think it was, like, a Thursday to Sunday trip. Um, and then we ended up meeting a Slovenian guy in the hostel, um, and he kind of became our friend and did, like, all of these activities with us as well. Um, so with Uluru, um, like I said, it's a very big rock mountain, um, so we got to bike around it. We could see all the, like, indigenous art and stuff on it. Um, we got to climb it, and then um, there was, like, a whole bunch of indigenous museums as well that we got to go in and see, and then... Um, the general outback, of course, which was amazing. And then there was um, something called the Olgas, I believe it was, um, which was another rock mountain near Uluru. And overall, it was just, like, such an amazing trip. You wouldn't see it, like, anywhere else in the entire world. So it was really, really unique, specifically to Australia, because, like, you literally can't get anything like that anywhere else. Yeah, and that's really, that's awesome that you picked a very specific, like, thing. Like, a lot of people, when you think of Australia, you think of, like, the Sydney Opera House or, like, I don't know. That was the main thing I would think of, I guess. Yeah. um, I I did go to see the Opera House as well, the Great Barrier Reef. Um, I went to Steve Irwin's zoo, um, visited Tasmania, Melbourne, um, Barumba. Um, I went to surf camp. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Surf camp? Yeah. Did you surf? Did you successfully do it? <laughs> I did. Um, not 100% of the time by any means, but there is one picture on my Instagram of me standing and surfing in a wave, and I look pretty, pretty professional, even though I'm pretty um, sure I fell like five seconds after it was taken. I'm, but I I'm look pro picture. on social media. <laughs> yes, I look pro on social media, so... That's all that matters. So nobody else needs to know that. I mean, only, like, you know, my five listeners will hear that. It's okay. <laughs> but, no, that's so cool. Like, like being able to travel like that and having those experiences, like, I mean, seeing – it's probably beautiful down there, and I just – it's probably such a great experience that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Um, oh, yeah. Do you have any tips for somebody else, like me who's heading abroad soon? Um, the biggest thing is to kind of 
just like do everything you possibly want to do and more just like every single opportunity you have to do something, whether it be a trip or just a simple, like going downtown, going on a walk, just do it and have your specific bucket list ready and make sure you start doing stuff right away. Because I know it seems like you're going to have a lot of time being there for four or five months, but it's going to go faster than you can ever imagine. And then you're going to push things off and being like, oh, I have time. Oh, I have time. And then suddenly you miss out because you ran out of time. So I know I know a lot of people that happened to where they didn't get to do things on their bucket list because they waited and then ran out of time. I was one, like, I knew it was going to happen because I had had, um, like, some exchange students before who had talked to me about it. And they're like, do everything. Start traveling right away. Start, like, knocking things off your bucket list right away. And definitely worked out in my favor because I got to do everything I wanted to do and more. All right. That's really awesome. Um, I was going to ask you something else. I forgot. Oh, shoot. What was it? Okay. I remember the question. Peyton, are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, and I lost it in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, clearly you're my first person. Okay. So okay. you, since you learned so much about the like political science, like the, the it, since you learned so much about like political stuff from other countries and how they are in Australia, would you ever consider like getting a job in Australia or in another country doing something to do with political science, or would you want to stay in America? Yeah, I would definitely consider it. Um, I wouldn't want to like permanently relocate to another country just because. Um, I do really like the American political system and I want to be working within it at least somewhat. Um, but I'm starting to look into international law now or maybe international relations, um, even international business, something along the lines of like where I can work or live abroad for some time and then hopefully come back here somehow, you know, just like working, traveling into my career. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking into law school um, while well, I'm I'm preparing for law school, and um, I definitely want to do study abroad again. Yes, the LSAT. (laughs) Um, I definitely want to do study abroad again in law school. Um, So we'll kind of see how that goes, but yeah. Would you have, like, thought about doing anything like this, um, like studying or not studying abroad, but um, working abroad before you went to Australia, or do you think that kind of helped you decide that would be something you could possibly do? Um, I definitely would have been interested in doing it before just because I've always been so obsessed with the idea of traveling and going abroad. Um, I've actually known I've wanted to study abroad since my junior year in high school, um, which is how I managed to plan up and save for it for so long. But, um, yeah, I think studying abroad, being an exchange student, helped me want to work abroad more, even more. Um, just because I know it was such an amazing experience, and I would love to have a, an opportunity like that again. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I think you had really, really solid and great answers, and I love you so much. I can't wait. Are you coming back before I leave, or did we ever talk about that? Um, when do you leave? August 15th. Okay. I tentatively am coming back on August 17th. So, um, I don't think tears. I wanted to see. I know. I know. Well, maybe you should come to Ohio. 
<laughs> yeah, if I can get time with school and everything, I'm still having to live my life in Orlando here. But well, I it understand. Was really, really, it was really, really awesome to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, everybody listening, go find Peyton online. Do you know what your username is on Twitter? <laughs> Um, I don't have Twitter. Um, my Instagram is Peyton K07. All right. Go check out her surfing picture. I actually just saw it, and it is actually really, really cool. <laughs> See, I look uh, professional, so I can do. tell people you that I am. seriously do. <laughs> Some of these pictures are crazy kangaroos, and, like, uh, I'm so jealous, and I'm so excited to embark on an adventure. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week with another podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Again, thank you guys for listening to the Study Abroad Files. Um, I am so happy that this show actually got finished up and it's the first episode and whatever. If you do want to sponsor it again, I would go contact us at the website or on email that I posted before. And I will see you guys next time for the new podcast. Woo!